Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Everyone, my name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose. And if you're keeping score at home, this is Freedom to Choose program number nine in the series, The Life. And if you've noticed, we've ran a couple of reruns in the last couple of weeks because, and we're going to timestamp our program, but we might as well, uh, because of COVID-19 and uh, we haven't been able to come into the studio. And what what's that done for your psyche, Susan? Well, so this is our first time back. Yep. And the building's basically empty except for the great radio producer, Matt, who's <laughs> here to take care of us and to get us through. And, um, you know, when, when you uh, are involved in doing things for ministry and you're involved with other people in their lives, um, I think that's how Jesus had planned it. And so when we get um, to a place where we're, uh, you know, you're sequestered or you're, you're holed up in your own little, your own little space, you kind of, um, it's not a healthy thing. Well, you know, God has a way of taking things that are bad and turning them good. Yes. Okay. And so we've just gone through eight weeks of not being able to interact, not be able to do ministry like we were used to, mm-hmm. not be able to go into the prison and, right. and talk and see. So that has affected. So now we have an opportunity to see how that affects it, because what we're going to talk about today is the yoke, uh, yoking up with Christ in ministry and yoking up with Christ and doing stuff in service, in service him. and how that makes your head right. Right. And so we've had just right. we've been in a laboratory right now right. Of, of how our head has been wrong because we haven't been doing what we normally do. Right. So it's so when I guess the 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 crux of it is 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 when you're in service, it's not something that you get a list from God and He says you need to do this, 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 and this. It's a um, a willing participation in the life of of other people yeah. and in your life to serve other people. Yeah, just in life, just be an right. influence for good. Right. No no checklist. Right. Just be an influence for good. Um, do right. So no matter. So um, you know, and that that strength can only come from God because you know, if, we're, if we leave ourselves to our own, um, uh, you know, our own way on our own minds, we can get angry just pulling out of our driveway and and being frustrated sure. by traffic. But I think that being a force for good and being a positive force can happen. When you're driving next to somebody on the freeway or when you meet the person Anything. at the grocery store, when you help somebody that's in need or um, just every day try to um, put yourself in the place of other people to be a blessing and not a curse. That's that's ministry. Right. That, at ground level. That's ministry. Right. Uh, before we get going, do you, would you open with a word of prayer? Yes. Susan? 
our loving Father in heaven, we are so grateful to once again be able to come and talk about your character and the lessons you want us to learn and a desire to teach us so that we can have those changed hearts, that we can become um, people that are of the same character as you are. And Lord, we all need that. We pray for your spirit to come into our lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, so today's program is based on Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to 30. And Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now these words are comfort, and they're spoken to many people that followed him, including us, of course. And Jesus had said that only through he himself could we receive a knowledge of God. Now, I want to ask the question of why. Um, why would Jesus say something like that, that, that only through him would we receive a knowledge of God? Well, he, he did say a phrase, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Didn't he say something like that? Right, because that's what he told Philip. Um, Philip said, show us the Father, and Jesus said, I, have I been with you so long, and yet you still don't get it? How much more plainly can it be put, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father? And he had spoken of his disciples as the ones to whom the knowledge of heavenly things had been given. Okay, so now I want you to think about this, because um, somebody sent me a, 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 a a little note the other day that you know that character you want to you want to see somebody's character give them power mm-hmm. don't put them through adversity because adversity we can make it through adversity right you know a lot of guys make it through but you give somebody power well jesus had all power mm-hmm. and he tell and he tells philip this he goes now i he didn't say he didn't say to philip have you not heard what i said i said i'm powerful I said I'm this, I, and he, I claim to be this, and I claim to be— What did he do? He have, have you seen me? Right. Have you examined have my you, life? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen me in action? Right. Because that—now, you know, here's the most powerful being that's ever walked on the planet, and we saw him in action, and what mm-hmm. did he do? He did not condemn the woman that was thrown down in adultery. In fact, he even protected her accusers. Right. He talked to a Samaritan woman at the well. He did all of these wonderful—and when he knew that all power on in heaven and earth had been given to him, when he came to that realization in the upper room at the Last Supper, the Bible says he girded his loins and washed a dozen pair of dirty feet. Right. You want to test a character? Give somebody power. And then Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. In other words, this is who we are. We can't change that. So, um, And he tells us this, that our, jo- that our joy might be complete. And Jesus said, my commandment is this. Love one another just as I love you. The greatest love you can have for your friends is to give your life for them. And you are my friend. By the way, to give your life for them. That just simply means to be in service, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be in service for them. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer because servants do not know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends because I've told you everything I heard from my father. And let's talk a little bit about this servant and friend. What is a servant? Well, I think that, you know, Jesus 
is the one that came and he was a servant. And so it's not just in those big um, stories, but it's in the little stories of how, you know, he healed the leper. He he um, touched the eyes of the blind man. He um, served humanity. He served broken humanity. Exactly. So he was most powerful, but yet he served other people. Right. So is there a difference between a serving friend and friendly service? I guess so, yeah. Right, because you can get friendly service from someone you hire, right, or a waiter at a at a, at a at a restaurant, right, right, or a butler. He says, "I call you no longer servants, but I call you my friend." Right. He doesn't want friendly service. Mm-hmm. He wants a serving friend. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, and and so that's what he's telling his disciples there. If you love me, be like me, be a serving friend. Right, and I think that so many, um, uh, I think even with his disciples, had the misunderstanding as to as to um, what they were supposed to do as as Christians. And and Jesus says, "All you who are labor and are heavy laden, we can go to him." You know, the scribes and the Pharisees had all their meticulous attention for the religious forms. They had a sense of what the rites of of penance would never satisfy. Publicans and sinners can pretend to be content with the sensual and the earthly, but in their hearts there will always be distrust and fear. Mm-hmm. So I just think that the um, you know we can sometimes secure ourselves to a system of belief or a system of tradition or a system of 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 the way that we were brought up. But I think that Jesus's way is very. Um, is very simple and very easy. I think it's I think it's difficult. Because it's difficult for our natures <laughs> to surrender and to be of service to humanity. And to be interested in people right. rather it's, than ourselves. Exactly. But it's 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 simple but not easy. But the only reason it's not easy, it's because of who our natures are. And what we've trained ourselves to be. Right. And that's why when you say, you know, you give somebody power, um, that's the true... Um, distinction between what's going to happen because we saw that in the beginning you can see it all through the bible history about what happens when people are given power over other people Mm -hmm. and um you know the the one thing is is that um the power balance i don't think in our world is ever going to be settled and righted here on this earth do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Because we have the wrong concept—humanity has the wrong concept of power. Jesus—it's it's, it's, right. it's interesting. Right. The way things were set up when Jesus came, he came, and he showed them God in human flesh, right. and they rejected him. Right. We, we've been in rebellion against right. God and his ways. Right. So they wanted—so his people—he came to his people, and his people didn't know him. Nope. For what he stood for, right? They wanted for him to come in and to just take control and yeah. to beat everybody down and to put them where they deserve to be because they have been, you know, um, oppressed, oppressed for so long. And so, you know, it doesn't make oppression right and it doesn't justify anything. But I think as humans, we need to recognize that this world is wrong, is has been set wrong yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, it's broken. Right, we live in a broken world, and there are problems. There's broken people, and there are no pain-free. There's no once solutions. things are broken, there right. is no pain-free solutions. 
And so Jesus, you'll, you can see, he went deep with everybody. He sympathized with the distressed and the, the people who's, who were just down and out. And, um, and he just, and I, I personally, I think that's what he meant by he said, you will find rest with me. He said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I'm a meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You know, um, I know when I was in my addiction, I was filling a garbage bag mm-hmm. full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I went, I caused problems and I incurred guilt. And mm-hmm. I drugged that bag around and it got heavier and heavier. And then, you know, the day when I hit the fork in the road and God taps me on the shoulder and says, your way's not working, is it? Right. You need to you need to try it a new way. Right. Things started getting lighter, and I been began cleaning up messes, and that bag got lighter and lighter to drag around until finally there's very little in it. But now, after twenty something years clean and sober, I'm seeing the root cause mm-hmm. of why I did those things. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary to it, see. It's, it's worse than the stuff that was in the garbage it, it, it's, bag. It's, it's, yeah, because that was just as a result of of putting ourselves first. Yeah, the symptom right. of the disease. Exactly. Yeah. Because Jesus knows that we're all weighed down and we have burdens, and it's only him that can remove them. The heaviest burden that we bear is this burden of sin, of selfishness, because if we were left to bear this burden, it would it would absolutely crush us. Yeah, it would. I mean, I know f- from my own testimony, when I got clean and sober, God showed me just little snippets Mm-hmm. of my past life. He didn't show me the whole thing at once. Mm-hmm. If he would have unloaded the whole thing at once, he it would have been a real, it would have knocked me, you know, and I think that's what he's talking about, that what, what you're just talking about is it would crush us. Right, right. And, and I'm thankful that he's there to, you know, to help us through it because otherwise we wouldn't survive. No, um, Lord had laid upon him the iniquity of us all, Isaiah 53, 6. He's borne the burden of our guilt because guilt is the killer. Guilt is the destroyer. And he'll take that guilt away. I know for you, he did it for you. He's done it for me. And he will, it, it is a burden, isn't it? Absolutely. It's nice because he does take the, the load from all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And he gives us rest, and um, he invites us to cast all of his cares upon him. The older brother of our race is by the eternal throne. He knows by experiences what the weaknesses of humanity are and what our needs are and where our strength, the strength of our temptations are. Because mm-hmm. in all points, he was tempted just like us, but he did not have sin. Um you know, are you tempted? He'll deliver you. Are you weak? He'll strengthen you. Are you ignorant? He'll enlighten you. Are you wounded? He will heal you. The Lord tells the number of the stars, and yet he healed the brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. And that's Psalm 147, 4 mm, and 3. That's nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, come unto me is his invitation. Whatever our anxieties and our trials are, we should present our cases before the Lord. We'll be braced for endurance. The way will be open for us to untangle ourselves from embarrassment and difficulty. 
And the weaker and the more helpless you know yourself to be, the stronger you will become in his strength. I know I can't seem to sometimes get out of my own way. Well, and you know, that's, you the, know? that's the real good news, right? The worse off we are, the, e- the better it is going to be, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the stronger he is for us. So in my, in, in my weakness, his strength is made, made perfect. perfect. Yeah, you um, know. And and that's the good news. If you feel like you know, when we've been there, we you know, when we were right in the the midst of our you know twenty five years of addiction, both of us, we were at the weakest point ever in our lives. And and he was able to come in and sweep up the broken glass and put us back together somewhat, and um, helped us along to this path to where we're at today. But just like everybody else on the face of this earth, we have our issues and our, and the stuff that needs to be cleared up. But the good news is, is that God's there to continue to work on us. Mm-hmm. As long as we're willing to go to him and to lay those burdens on him, that's, yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, so he tells us to take, take my yoke upon you, Jesus says. And the yoke is an instrument of service. Um, cattle yoked for labor. And the yoke is essential that they labor more effectually or efficiently. And by this illustration, Jesus is teaching us that we are called to service as long as our lives shall last. We're, we're to take his yoke upon us so that we may be, quote-unquote, co-workers with him. Right. Um, that yoke that binds us to his service is the law of God, that great law of love that is written in the heart. That's what binds us to the human work. That's what binds the human worker to the will of God. Because if we were left to our own inclinations and yep. just go where our will would lead us, we'd fall right back into Satan's army and his attributes again. You know, we were in Satan's army, and um, you don't have to be an addict to be a member of Satan's army. Okay, you don't really no. have what. Uh, if He's got if soldiers he, everywhere. Does he, he have soldiers in church? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you're not on the side of God on, you know, 100% of the time, then, you know, uh, there's he, there's two sides, right? Yeah. There's no gray? There's no gray area? What about if you're transporting from one side <laughs> to the other? Because, you know, I mean, we, we were, as we came from one side to the other, there, there was a lot of shaky ground in, in the middle. In between, you know what I mean. And so, 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 but that's how a, do we how do we deal with that? But see, that's the thing. It's like um, I think that. So I don't know because sometimes I think we need to be perfect. But then the thing is, is what what is what is the perfection? What is it? Are we are um, we growing? Right. Or? We're are we growing? And are have we made that commitment to say yes? I want to follow Jesus. Yes, I want to be a child of God. And then we have all this garbage that just clouds the path, right? Mm-hmm. We have, um, you know. Well, okay, and it's interesting when you look in. Let's say if you look into a medical journal, do you are there are there pictures of you know disease and stuff? Do we have to? In other words, do I have to understand everything about that medical journal in order to be healed, or, or do I just need to know that the doctor knows that medical journal? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, if I trust in the doctor, I've got I've say I've got a, a physical problem, and I and I. I don't go read the medical journal. I go to the doctor, and I put all my trust in the doctor, and mm-hmm. the doctor takes care of me, and he heals me. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with Jesus. Right. We don't need to know 
all the things. All we need to know is to trust a doctor, mm-hmm. right? And then in order to trust a doctor, we have to look at his life. His life. Right. And, that's, and can we trust him? Right. And that's that's the important thing. Can we look back on the life of Jesus and 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 see how how he treated people in the very last hours of his life and how he acted? And is he trustworthy? Yeah. Is he trustworthy? And you look how he acted. And and is he trustworthy with sinners yeah. like you and me? Can you trust him? Right. Was he trustworthy with the Pharisees? You bet. Yeah. He did what he could to bring them back. And a lot of them, them came salvation. back after the the whole thing was over. A lot of them came back, you know. Uh, but it, the way he treated everybody, he went up to a leper and he just and you know took what? I, care of him. Right, and I had a um, a really good um, set, a husband and wife that were like, I still think they're like angels, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they always told me, the wife especially always told me, do, don't, do not fix your eyes upon me because as a human being, I will fail you. Mm-hmm. I will, I will, and she was like this, I'm telling you, like the most, um, you know, saintly sure, woman. Shirley was the mo- is yeah. the most saintly person I know, but she said, "Don't look to me. Always look to Jesus." When I was first becoming a Christian, she said, "Because He is the only one who will never will never fail us." Yeah, He's trustworthy. He's demonstrated, and that's that puts so much value to the phrase, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He's interested in people. He's interested in you and me, and it doesn't matter how much leprosy we got. Right. It doesn't matter how blind we are. Right. It doesn't matter what kind of disease we got. And these are metaphors. Metaphors, leprosy is a metaphor for sin. Blindness is a metaphor for not being enlightened, being, you know, and it doesn't matter. The guy's totally blind. Jesus goes and he opens his eyes. The man is covered with leprosy. Jesus goes and gives him a hug and heals him. He doesn't care. He's interested in you and me. He's interested in people. That's what God's interested in. Right. And and so he says, um, you know, yoke up with me and I will teach you if you want to yield your heart to the, the, you know, the side that I'm on. Right. I will, I will yoke with you. You yoke with me and we'll become one and we can walk side by side in this work together. Let's be a force for good. And we will be a unit together. Just like when you get married, people, if you're, if you're married, you should be a unit moving in unison, not each of you going your own separate ways. Yeah. You have the, yeah, you have the three ways, right? You have an A that are connected, but they're leaning on one another and then you have an H where they're mm-hmm. connected, but they're all both heading the same direction. And of course, you have a V where they're heading, heading opposite, opposite dire- right. almost opposite directions. Mm-hmm. You want to be like an H. You want to be connected. You want to be yoked up and both heading in exactly the same direction. And it's the same thing with Jesus. Well, and then is it, don't we like the triangle too, where you're both you're you're the the point of the t- triangle is God, yeah. and you're the other points. And as the long closer, as yeah, right, as long as we're together, and the closer we get to one another, the closer we get to God, or the closer we get to God, the closer we get to one another. Yeah. So that's the whole that's the whole thing about being yoked with yoked him. with him, and you're a force for good, mm-hmm. and everything that. You know, once again, I, we always relied on that. His, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. As long as I can get myself out of the way, God can do great things. But my my, my knee-jerk reaction, and I'm seeing it more and more. Well, and I think, uh, you know, as, as things come up in the world, it seems, you know, things are uncertain. But the one thing that we can always be certain of is our... Um, 
binding ourselves to the heart of God. That's mm-hmm. something that can that can happen on an individual basis, and that's what we need to be focused on and yep. be assured of. And in these troubled times, these are troubled times. Yep. These should draw, draw us closer to God, to rely more on God day by day. So that and regardless it, what yeah. happens, our faith and our trust in Him remain sure. Yep, because right now everything is fear-based. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot going on. There's a lot of up, uprising in the world, and there's a lot of things about the the COVID-19. It's all Mm fear-based. Perfect love casts out fear. Get close to God and perfect love casts out fear. Everything's going to be all right in the end. It's going to come out. He wins. He He wins wins the war. war. The war he he won 2,000 years ago. The rest of the universe bought on. This planet is the only one that he's still trying to convince that he's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. This planet. You, you, you can get free resources from us on our website, www.justasiamministries.com, or you can shoot us a call at 916-645-1297. Leave us a message. We'll ship out some free resources. We have books, and, uh, and there's also other stuff on our website. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.